Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Cameron Jones is a Kiwi actor who starred in the New Zealand soap opera Shortland Street, some Hobbit movies, and joined Dolly Parton on set for a movie called Dolly Parton's Christmas of Many Colours. On the 1st of September 2022, Cameron brings his one-man show High Rise to Auckland for a three-night gig. And it promises to be a night of laughs and thought-provoking satire about a crazy time in New Zealand's history, the 1980s. I sat down with him to talk about that, some of his career, and exactly what he thinks of Dolly Parton. Cam Jones, really nice to meet you. Good morning. Very first time. Welcome to my studio. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So we're going to be talking about High Rise, yes. which is, uh, it, it's not actually a new production because you've, you've uh, uh, put it on overseas, but it's, yeah. it's new to Auckland. Yeah, which is funny because it's based in Auckland and the story is all set in Auckland. Um, so it's nice to, I'm actually really excited. This is the one place I actually really wanted to do it. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, I was I was really hoping, and hopefully I can get some funding, but I was unfortunate not to get the funding that I was wanting because I really wanted to do the show in a building that was being developed or a construction site or a abandoned building or something like that so well because I did that in Hawke's Bay and in the old Herald Tribune building and um, it really added to the uh, to the show like it just had a whole new element um, and the audience was on kind of like really bad seating and like <laughs> it, it was just, and it was cold and it was just added and I, and I really wanted to have this I, I had this I have this idea of the audience having to come up a real high rise that's maybe been developed or whatever and coming up in a construction crane or whatever and having hard hats on and all that kind of thing like a real sight um, but you know this hopefully this will attract some and I can get and I can fund for the next one yeah so where did the idea come from uh, the idea came from the the actual person who developed uh, the, well who the story is about um, but it more came from I had a real fascination I still do with uh, the world of business and finance in term and just the the characters and and especially in the 80s just very fascinated with that world uh so it was like 80s business and then i had a connection a true connection so i could bring a real life element rather than me just making things up and so all those things kind of just played into each other and then it just grew and just layers and layers and layers and then i started adding yeah so it just kind of grew from there and it became a true story and then adding like greek mythology to it and 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 kind of um personal opinions on things but then not coloring it with political agendas or anything like that it's very kind of just present the story and let the audience make up their own mind because it was a very heady time the 80s a lot of uh, business speculation mm. all the equity corp all those big companies share, equity corp, yeah you know all that share trading and stuff yep. it was just bizarre a lot of buildings went up a lot of really nice buildings came down unfortunately yep. it was yep. a, re- a really re- almost rapacious time yep and uh, so the building you're talking about, I'm allowed to mention the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Shangri-La yep. apartment block that yep. is in Hearn Bay. Yep. Uh, I did wonder because I thought when I first uh, read a little bit about the show, I thought, I'm sure there's a building called Shangri-La yep. in Auckland. And yeah, yep, sure enough. Yep, there it is. So you knew some. You've been, have you visited that building? You know it? Yes. Yes, I have visited a couple of times. You know, I can't, I, yeah, strangely enough, one night when I went to the gate and I just wanted to look at it, and uh, and it was late at night. Like I was just wanted to have a look at it because I, you know, it's kind of like a, I kind of, yeah, it's got a weird kind of energy to it where I'm just like I just wanted to stare at it. 
And then the gate opened and I thought someone was coming out and no one came out. And then I was like, oh, this is my... So I went in and then I just sat by the pool and I was like, just kind of sat there for about an hour and I was just kind of taking it in. And um, But it was the... Yeah, it's like, like you say, that time, especially for New Zealand, like it, I think it was bigger for New Zealand because New Zealand had always been a sleepy agricultural kind of nation and then all of a sudden we were like trying to catch up with the states and trying to catch up with these modern cities and so I feel like really we really kind of catapulted into what was the future or present and all these financial markets opened up the world markets and then deregulation and you had the flow on effects of the Muldoonia and the Roger uh, you know Roger Douglas Roger Nomics um, so it was it was very it was a very chaotic time I feel and then I don't think New Zealanders were used to the money that was just mm, flowing that's right so the, the, you talk to anyone who went through the 80s they say just excess like even now we consider ourselves quite a wealthy generation I guess you know we've got good disposable incomes or whatever but it's nothing compared to like the 80s was just and it was you know I People just say it was unlike anything. Like women would try and outspend each other on lunches. It'd be like, you know, there's just money flying all over the place. You everything, know? everything seemed bigger. The hair, yeah, the yeah, hair yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It wasn't <laughs> For just those who had it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just money. It was everything was bigger. You know, the cars were bigger. The hair was bigger. The, and so there was this idea there was just excess, excess, and no, and because we hadn't had that crash yet there was no stopping so it was just like boom 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 and so that really fascinates me and and th that kind of chaotic energy uh it was an important key to the piece of like how do i present that chaotic energy because i've never been interested in just doing a solo show where it's like telling the audience a story you know like going oh and this is the autobiography of blah 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 and and then in 19 blah blah he did this like so the important thing was capturing that essence so for me the physicality of the piece so the piece is very high paced um, you know I do jump rope for two you know entire monologues doing jump rope and a very fast paced and physical kind of theatre because for me I want the audience holding their breath so that by the end of the show they kind of can exhale finally um, but but they kind of go when when is this is this this guy is going to have to stop like he can't an actor can't keep this up for 60 minutes so they know the end's coming and they it just like you know no one's going to walk into the piece and go oh I wonder what happens in the show everyone knows that the climax of the show is going to be the crash but the thing is is the story leading up to that so the energy is a metaphor as well a hundred percent and so it is a solo show yes, yes. yep uh, and it's at Covert Theatre, which is Correct. the home of in Auckland of improv. It's yeah. not an improv show, though. Yeah, no, it's not. Do they know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I when I spoke to them and I, I approached them because I was looking around venues and I was having trouble. I didn't have the money or the funding to be able to do what I wanted to do, which was the the abandoned building idea. So I had to go to a traditional theatre, and they were one. And I met with them, and I was and I said, it, "Look, it's it is funny, but it's funny in the way that it's." the funny the humor is in the circumstances so the humor is the same way we laugh at like american psycho or or uh goodfellas or uh wolf of wall street like it's funny because it's just outrageous um so i was i made it very clear and they they and they said this would be the first dramatic piece of their theater but they said they did want to try it out and because it had elements of comedy that they were interested in it, so it'll be interesting to see because I don't, you know, how their how their um, you know client base and how their members all kind of react to it, and it might be a new chapter for them bringing in some dramatic theatre. But 
Um, I wanted to segue just a little bit into some of your career. Of course, you were very, very famous in Shortland Street, um, the, uh, the ambulance driver. What was just a general thing? What was that experience like? Yeah, it was good. It was, it was, it was good. It was good to be um, working in a fast-paced environment because you just had to... You couldn't be too indulgent on the scripts and the and the you know the subtext stuff. You just kind of had to go with your gut, and and it was good. You know, you can't beat working every day. You know, like it was that that's uh, that's um, a gift for an actor to just be in front of a camera every day and working the craft and just you know it was an uh, enormous amount of learning and uh, I made some incredible friends who I'm still in touch with and. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a it was a great little time, especially my age. Yeah. What did you think of the character? Yeah, I think he was great. Yeah, 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 he was good. It was it was good. I mean, I think I would have liked to explore more, and I, I think that I really enjoyed uh, when they started going into the family aspect and when they returned to his home and on the farm, and I really enjoyed that. And I wish we could have gone a bit deeper and further with that, but um, you know, it's they've also yeah. got. A huge array of other characters. And now, I'm going to confess something to you that I haven't told. I haven't even told my husband this. Yep. Right? That all of us just recently, I've started watching Christmas show, uh, Christmas movies. Oh, yep, yep, yep. On Netflix, and it, you know, some of them are cheesy. They're they're not exactly ch- really challenging, but they're really satisfying because they're nice. And in this world <laughs> where we're seeing all this crap go down, it's actually really nice. Mm. Now, you were in the Dolly Parton movie. You played Uncle Billy. Now, it mm-hmm. wasn't exactly a, a Christmas movie in the traditional mm-hmm. sense. It was more about her, her life. So I wanted to ask you that. A, what was that experience like? That, that was the most incredible experience I've ever had as an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, first of all, Dolly. I mean, she was the executive producer, and she was on the film. She uh, so and so. I worked with her. You know, she was essentially my boss, the most down to earth person you've ever met. And I, I, I heard all that going into it, and I and, and you know when people say that, you kind of think, oh, yeah. But she really was just the most genuine, uh, self deprecating person. And um, it was funny. I mean, she plays the town hooker on the film, <laughs> which is she does. <laughs> and, and, which is funny because she actually modelled her look after the town tramp so then in the in the film she the, the little dolly uh gets inspired by the town hooker the you know, the town tramp which is played by the real dolly and it's a it's a beautiful moment but she's very self-deprecating like uh, obviously we got tickets to a show at the hollywood bowl and uh and she said between some songs she was like oh yeah it's it's expensive to look this cheap and i just thought that was the funniest like yeah but um yeah. but that experience was incredible like i mean it was a warner brothers production uh nbc uh, sorry yeah nbc was the the, the network and uh, it was uh, just being on that level of that scale and, and with some very talented actors um, was was just awesome. And I've always wanted to do Southern because I, I just love the, the accent and I've always wanted to play a cowboy. And you know, he kind of was a bit of a cowboy and I got to wear the 10-gallon hat. You know, the, <laughs> so it was great. And it was set in the 50s, which is like one of my favourite time, time like periods. So it was, it was like literally a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are quite an outdoorsy kind of uh, yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Quite, you know the fishing, the, the yep. walks. I've been. Um, I wouldn't say trolling, but I'm looking at you. Looking at your Instagram feed. Yep. You're doing a hell of a lot, and you're obviously incredibly fit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Probably too much. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel you know life short. 
I want to make sure that I don't uh, miss out on anything and just want to enjoy everything and I, and yeah I mean I do a lot of uh, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the uh, and the wrestling too yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's a very nice um, contrast to the acting which I find is very out of my control and a lot of you know there's, it's very grey all the time and I find that the uh, MMA, mixed martial arts or the grappling and all that is very black and white you know it's very you know you either win or lose and uh, there's there's a nice thing of that that balances out how chaotic and stressful the acting industry is have you got a favorite place in the world that you like to go to oh uh i i mean i love the south island i could explore south island until i die yeah i I absolutely love it down there um yeah actually i would say south island because i've I've been places around the world and stuff but there's something about that there's there's a magic there's a mystery in the south yeah Mm. yeah it's a mystic kind of energy yeah so final question really tell me about the harley davidson oh the harley yeah i've got another love hate relationship with harley you love hate why is that well they cost a lot it's a lot of money and um yeah they're always always breaking down but uh no i love it again the harley is a drug in a way because you know there's nothing like um you know obviously within the speed limit um (laughs) um, you know zooming down the, the the motorway or to the beach you know it's just it's just it feels like a mechanical horse so I like to jump on that and just, you know, let the thoughts go wild and just release the throttle a bit, yeah. Um, well, really nice to talk to you. Yeah, and, you too. Um, all the best with, with the show, and I'm sure Thank there'll you. be plenty more. Thank you. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk again with the next project. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. That was actor Cameron Jones talking about his one-man show, High Rise. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry, as well as the LGBTQ communities. All of that at andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters, and if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee if you wish. Links to that are also on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.